Hey guys, Ryan Alford here with the Radical Comedy Podcast. It's Podcast Friday at Radical. It is Friday. I was just talking about what day it is and uh, getting back from Legoland last weekend. Maybe we'll do a podcast just about Legoland. I don't know. It was exciting. We had a good time with the kids, the older boys. Had a good time, but it threw off my Monday working on or uh, being off on MLK Day. So I still feel like my days are blended from the holidays. I still haven't recovered from that from the weekend, but super excited to have Kelly Caldwell on the podcast today. Welcome, Kelly. Yeah, thank you for having me. So Kelly owns locally here in Greenville, uh, Drift Float and Spa. Can't yes. wait to get into a little bit of the floating discussion. I know I just got to come do it, but uh, definitely want to get into that discussion and uh, just super pumped to have you on the podcast and, uh, you know, just really excited i'm staring you know we're funny we're on a podcast and so anyone listening to this and not watching it on the youtube channel or anything else we we're gonna do a, a little trial today got some samples of some cbd some product uh that kelly sells at drift here locally uh should i be nervous um i don't think so and <laughs> if you are it's probably gonna help you with that so. <laughs> perfect the uh the evolution that's going on now in in the, the you know we could get into a whole podcast on it on the whole cannabis scene and mm-hmm. hemp and everything going on there and maybe we'll venture down that path a little bit but uh, I think we're this like moments away from the whole uh, I don't know sphere of legality of all this coming through but uh, yeah it's definitely an interesting time for that <laughs> for sure so Kelly uh, I know you're from Greenville like myself yeah. so two Two rare Greenvillians here. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. I know. Uh, We were sharing stories before we started the podcast a little bit about our background. But, you know, I'd love to start these off with just, you know, a little bit of your background and Mm -hmm. what led you kind of maybe just starting with, you know, coming up and then what brought you to start Drift. Yeah. So um, I spent, you know, my whole childhood growing up in Greenville and, um, rode horses, played basketball, uh, was always in a very entrepreneurial mindset. Um, I started dabbling in business when I was probably, I don't know. I bought my first set of stocks when I was like 12. Um, Wow. My stepdad was really into it and just taught me about it. And he was like, okay, so you can go through these reports and look at the summaries and pick something out. It wasn't Apple or Google, was it? Like, Unfortunately, no. Okay. <laughs> but it actually did okay. Like, he didn't let me buy very much. You know, I think I yeah. bought like $200 worth of something. Yeah. And um, it was a housing company, and it ended up uh, going through the roof. It went from like $5 a share to like $100 a share, split, and then went up again. So not hey. too shabby All right. for a first investment. All right. Um, but I think I got lucky. So, you know, that's you part know. of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I say it's like, it's just legalized gambling, right? Totally. Like, I just like to go play blackjack in Vegas, you know? Yeah, and that's pretty fun. You too. know, it's like, the, either way, they have the best, the dealer has the best odds, but uh, I don't know, something about having a cocktail and playing blackjack that's more fun than the stock market. I could And I have investments in 401k and all that now, but like, I just, I don't know, it feels like a gamble either way. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I didn't really like continue to pursue that part of business but it definitely set me on the track about thinking about life in that way and kind of developing my business skill set um 
so my dad is an entrepreneur my stepdad's an entrepreneur uh so i just my whole family has always been kind of in that place and i started getting into i really wanted to do advertising when i went to school uh, so I picked a university based on that, and I went to SMU in Dallas, and it was a ton of fun, maybe too much fun at times, and um, did a whole creative program, got really into it because, I don't know, advertising for me is like the perfect kind of combo between business and creativity and art, so um, that's kind of why I wanted to go that direction, and it's really served me in opening my own businesses and for years I did a lot of freelance I had other businesses with business partners where we did branding and marketing websites brand development um, and then I got really into floating and it changed my world so I wanted to share that with the world and it was a really heart-centered way to do it um, and provide something that people just don't have access to so um, I got to do all my branding for that and that was a ton of fun, but you know, the having customers coming in and experiencing it and having great results has just been unbelievably rewarding. That's great. And yeah. all right, I want to back up on the, the float. We got to jump right into the floating. Okay. So I know you, I heard there was an inspiration, maybe Joe Rogan, who's <laughs> impacted the entire uh, floating uh, ecosphere. Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, Talk a little bit about that and that inspiration and the moment you were like, okay, I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I was working for an education software company doing like graphics, doing professional services, all sorts of different hats I was wearing at that company. And they ended up moving me down to Atlanta. Um, and a friend of mine sent me a segment from a Joe Rogan podcast where he was talking about how it's great for evolving your mind and expanding your thoughts. And I don't know, it just really resonated with me. So that's why I ended up trying it. But I was also struggling with a lot of PTSD symptoms, a lot of anxiety, and it started to really enhance my life. So my first float, I was so excited to finally try it because it had been like two years and I was living in Atlanta. I was like, well, Atlanta surely has something. And it was in this small little yoga studio. They just had a float tank in an extra room. And you had to walk down the hallway to shower and walk back in your robe. And it was, <laughs> you know, not really set up for it. Yeah, there that was, awkward day spa experience. <laughs> like, I know it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, and it wasn't like soundproofed. Like, I could hear conversations while I was in there because it was like on a second floor. Um, but it didn't matter. Like, none of that ended up mattering because the environment itself is just so relaxing yeah. um and so by my third float i was hooked i was just like i see the potential here people need this um as far as mental health goes we don't have a lot of um we just don't have a lot of options outside of therapy and medication and a lot of times that's not enough yeah. for people and it's not really addressing the core of the issue i mean therapy can but you know a lot of times it's just treating symptoms rather than the cause so floating for me gave me a space to completely get my nervous system back in line and just kind of 
even everything out. Yeah. And then it was also enhancing my creativity. It was enhancing, enhancing these parts of me um, that could serve me in growing my life and growing myself. So uh, that's essentially how it got started. I love it. Is uh, How's the community? I mean, it strikes me as one of those things that you know, there's a, there'd be a tribe of people like, I mean, cause like what you said, what you've experienced with it, what you've done with it, is there a good support community out there for businesses that have, you know, in this space and, you know, yeah. is it growing like, you know, where you get your, I mean, not, I, mean, I imagine there's the technical part of the equipment and all of that, but is it, you know, it, it strikes me as probably being as much a community as anything else. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a float conference that's held every year. Um, where people who are just interested in floating or interested in starting a business around it or already have businesses, we all kind of flock to it. Um, Previously, it's been held in Portland, Oregon, um, but now it's starting to move around. So this year, I believe, is in Denver. Nice. Um, And they bring in speakers. They bring in um, people who are doing the clinical research around floating because there's a big movement in trying to get it um, covered by insurance as a therapy. So, um, you know, it's, it's only been around since the fifties. Yeah. Uh, so there hasn't been enough time for all that clinical data to be kind of discovered. Um, but it's coming out now. So, uh, so that's in the works, but there's also like Facebook groups. So there's a big group called the float collective and, basically all the float center owners in the country and outside of the country are in there and kind of helping each other, you know, if there's a water testing issue or if there's, um, you know, something going on with your pump system or (laughs) marketing or whatever. Uh Um, so we all kind of help each other in that way. And then I run a group called, um, advertising your float center. So, um, people can just kind of help build their content, help come up with new concepts and strategies for uh, advertising. Um, Cause I just love it. So, so let's talk about, all right, I've never been, I'm co- I, it's on my list. Yeah. We're going to schedule it before you leave today. Perfect. Uh, someone that's listening, I imagine, I mean, like I know now enough, you know, to be dangerous in having not done it until you do it. But let's talk about the technical aspects of exactly what's happening with the float. Yeah. So you've got 10 inches of water, a thousand pounds plus of Epsom salt dissolved into it. So you float effortlessly. It's kind of like laying on a mattress of water. Okay. So it's suspending you in a zero gravity like environment. So you have nothing pulling on your body. You have complete just relaxation of every muscle and it's it's a wild experience so there's lights and music in our pods um they fade away after about five to ten minutes and you're in silence and darkness so you lay on your back yes and so it's like your body's kind of half in half out of the water we provide earplugs so uh you can wear waterproof earplugs or the regular foam ones so that salt's not getting in your ears and it's a little extra soundproofing for us um and yeah, you just, you're laying there, your body's relaxing the first 15, 20, sometimes 30 minutes. Your mind is kind of just untangling and unwinding, going through your to-do list, all those things that happen when you meditate. Are you supposed to shut down? Like, are you, tr- is, is, or is the goal to like, 
all right, I, I'm like, I can't, I'm not, I can't think about what's due at work tomorrow. I can't, I get that workout I'm going to do or what my wife's going to, you know, say to me, right. like, <laughs> like well, are we supposed to like turn all those thoughts off or do you just lay there and go with where your mind goes? Yeah. I mean, it kind of depends on the person and what your goals are. So I've had floats that are all over the board. I have ones where I completely shut off uh, and go to sleep. Uh, sometimes I get into what's known as a theta state, which is right in between awake and asleep. And it's kind of the goal with meditation is kind of get yourself there. So it's incredible when it comes to meditation because it kind of does it for you. Right. Um, but you can get into a very creative space with that where you're kind of just tapped into consciousness and seeing images. I've heard music that's not there. I've had these really incredible creative experiences. Um, I've had floats where I think the whole time and I need to problem solve and it just gives me space to do that. And then sometimes I just, it's just my monkey mind kind of thoughts happening yeah. the whole time, but I still get out and I'm like, wow, I'm so much more relaxed than when I went in. So <laughs> there's, you can't do it wrong. Yeah. All yeah. Right. That sounds like my brain all the time, minus the relax when I get done. So I need that. This sounds <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the great thing about it is that we do know from the clinical research that it's dropping your cortisol significantly. It's dropping your heart rate, your blood pressure within the first 15 minutes by about 15 points. So, um, or more, wow. it kind of depends on the person. Um, they've had some studies where they've seen people, heart rate go down like way low and you know you mine's just, low anyway my resting heart rate's 43 yeah so i don't know if i can go <laughs> do I, can it go any lower like, yeah <laughs> i think it can but I don't, I don't know if you want to so. Uh, so how often how often do people come like what's like one assuming someone comes and tries it and like this is awesome or i'm gonna yeah. keep doing it like how often the most the average floaters keep coming well it kind of depends again on the person and their goals and why they're using it because some people are using it for creativity some people are just using it for relaxation and some people are using it for managing chronic pain mm. um or for ptsd or for anxiety or you know there's there's lots of different benefits with it so somebody who's using it therapeutically may use it once a week maybe twice a week maybe once every two weeks just depending on their budget and their schedule. Um, and then I have lots of people that come in once a month. Um, I think when you first start, we have a beginner package that is intended to get somebody to float three times because I really feel like it kind of takes that many times to really get the gist of it. Yep. Um, so I always recommend people do that a little bit closer together, like maybe once every two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, if you can do them kind of back to back, uh, it just enhances it because you're just training yourself on how to shut off. And Without naming names, your, your most frequent customer, how often does your best customer come in? Just curious. Every other day. Every other day. Well, oh. he's taking breaks. But Yeah. But two to three times a week? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then I have people that come in once a week and then sometimes supplement with extra depending, you know, here and there. But I did just start, uh, launched a program um, where for people who are using it therapeutically, I'll do uh, personalized pricing based on how much they need it um, because I just want it to be as accessible as possible to the people who 
really, really need it. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, since you talked about the advertising side, I mean, we run an yeah. ad agency, radical company, yeah. you know, we, I've been in the marketing game for 18 years. I am curious, like your perspective and coming and I'm, you know, you're a girl after my own heart talking about ad school, yeah. you know, like uh, it's, uh, talk about the marketing side of drill. I love the logo, love the Thank look, you. all your stuff. Like I've all, ever, you know, from afar, even before I knew about you, I could tell mm -hmm. someone had some sensibilities or hired a really good agency. Yeah. Uh, but talk about, you know, what's been successful. I love to tie the marketing component back in, you know, like how did you first start marketing? You know, what are maybe some of the tips and things that you've seen that have worked if there's another floater listening out there, mm -hmm. owner or operator, but, uh, be curious just if it's like all the other, you know, businesses we're seeing, the social side of it, I'm sure it's huge. But any um, insight or background on kind of the marketing components? Yeah, I mean, as far as what we use most frequently is social media. Um, yeah. I think it's the most successful to people. I think um, it's the easiest way to be authentic. And I think that's what it all is about right now. Um, I think there's too much kind of ad speak happening. Mm, yeah. There's too much stuff that sounds markety, yep. you know, yep. and salesy. And I try to avoid that at all costs. I mean, every now and again, I'll do an informational post that kind of educates people. Um, and I think that's necessary. Um, but I also think that having fun with it and being relatable and being real with people is ultimately where we've had our most success. Seems like you've, it's, you know, we were talking pre episode, like elevating the categories. It's still kind of in that phase, isn't it? I mean, I know mm -hmm. Joe Rogan talked about it and you've started business and all that, but I don't think it's main. I would not call this mainstream yet. Yeah. Is it? I know it's getting no. closer. I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to be like, Maybe I'm behind. I, I, I like to think I'm ahead in a lot of areas, but I'm, I might be behind. But it's not, I don't think it's mainstream. I don't think my mom or dad have ever heard of floating. I don't, right. you know. Yeah, well, and it's taken a lot of different forms since its inception. Um, it was really, really big in the 70s and 80s. And um, it was gaining a lot of traction then, you know, Altered States. The movie came out, which I, I don't recommend watching before you float just because it might freak you out. But um you know, it's, I mean, it's kind of a crazy movie, so it might be worthwhile. <laughs> Are we talking about like bad trips here? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. It's like yeah. loosely based off the guy who invented floating, but okay. um, the 70s and 80s were big for it, and it kind of took a dive when the AIDS epidemic hit um, because people just were scared of how it spread, and of course it can't spread in that environment, but it, it definitely hurt the industry, and then it started coming back in the early 2000s. Um, it has only been gaining steam since. Yeah. Um, I think it's starting to become more mainstream. I think people are, we live in an incredibly stressed out environment. We live very differently than I would say we were intended to evolutionarily speaking. Um, you know, we just live in a very industrialized world, very technological world, and we need things that balance that out. So people might look at floating and go, you know, it sounds extreme to be in such a sensory reduced environment, but we are so sensory overloaded. We need that. We need places that we can get away, that our nervous systems can take a break, that our minds can take a break. We can kind of get away from all that input for a while. What about kids? 
Yeah. Kids float? Totally. Is it? Okay. Yeah, the youngest I've had so far, I believe, is six. Did and they loved it? They liked it. Yeah. Okay. I have anyone who's under twelve years old. I have their parent stay in the room with them, uh, just in case they get scared of the dark or you know, like it just starts to freak them out or they're ready to get out. Um, but this kid was like, I went to space. It was amazing. He was like, I'm an astronaut now. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I've had kids that are on the spectrum with autism come in and use it. Um, and it's been incredibly helpful with that. Um, and I've had adults who are on the spectrum use it as well because they're obviously more sensitive to sensory input. So it kind of gives them, um, a, a nice break and kind of evens everything out. Yeah. My son Clayton's kind of on, he, not quite on the spectrum, but very sensory, uh, sensitive, uh, sensitive. Yeah. And sensory and sensitive. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I'm th- he might be perfect for this. Yeah. But, uh, no, that's cool. Well, what kind of, you know, I sense this organic and, you know, like connection with you, like, mm-hmm. where does that, what does that emanate from? Like, I kind of, kind of your, you know, your chi, like, feels like it's kind of, like, centered in, I don't know, this really cool space of, you know, with wanting, being so perceptive with the mental health situation, wanting to give back, want, you know, the, the realities of all of, it's funny hearing you say, because I think about this a lot, you know, how we were intended, you mm-hmm. know, and I am the worst because I'm on my phone all day and like do all these things. But I think about that sometimes. And, but where does that, where does that center come from for you? You know, where, where do you think that was instilled? I think I've, I think I've created it. I mean, I think it's inherent in all of us, right? Right. But the world kind of conditions us and beats it out of us and makes us focus on things that maybe don't matter as much. Um, So over the years I've done, a ton of personal work, just personal growth, introspection. Yeah. Um, and I'd say that that is probably the biggest reason for my success is just having really gone deep and looked at the parts of myself that I didn't like to begin with and kind of figured out ways of, um, I don't know, uh, overcoming suffering essentially. So, and and kind of surrendering to it in a weird way because I feel like that's a lot of life. And if yeah. you get to choose your suffering, then you're off to a really good place. So, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> choose your suffering. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. like, you're I always going to have problems, right? Exactly. So choose what problems you have. Well, it's kind of like what, you know, people like, you know, I do and talk about on my social a lot, like, do what makes you happy. And we're all going to work. And unless you're blessed with, you know, some idea or something that's going to make you, you know, Jeff Bezos or something in Amazon, like just do something that make, you know, we're all, you're going to struggle. We're, we're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. We're going to have life struggles. So you need to, the things you can control, like, you know, where you work, don't be unhappy in your job. Like right. things like that, like you can control this, you know, you, yeah. you have the power to like take a 10% pay cut to maybe do something that makes you happier the rest of your life. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Well, and I read a book, um, as I was opening drift, uh, which has become really big. It's the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And it, he talks about in that book, like 
kind of just being okay with being mediocre. And it really impacted my whole approach because it was like, as soon as you kind of surrender to the fact that you're not special (laughs) is the moment (laughs) that you get to kind of like, just be free and do whatever you want. You know, like if I look at Oprah and I'm like, well, she's just a human, you know, then it's, it doesn't feel as intimidating to have to rise to some level. It's just like, well, I can do whatever because no one else knows what they're doing. It they they're making it up as they go along. And yeah. once I figured that out, I was like, oh, I can just. It's funny you say figure that. it out. Uh, yeah, uh, had the 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 opportunity to um, with a client, you know, that got viral, uh, Dr. Constantine, and mm-hmm. we went on the Steve Harvey show. And it was funny because I've been around. I've worked on sponsorships with celebrities and NFL players and specific specifically. So I've been around them, but like going to the Steve Harvey show, we saw Steve like just momentarily like backstage. And I was kind of just listening in intently, like some of the discussions he was having. And it was just like reminding me that like how we're all human beings, like we yeah. all put our pants on in the morning. Like it was something like related to his wife or something. I can't remember what it was. I heard it from a distance. Like I didn't even talk to like rich about this, but it just, but it like brought me back at them in the moment that mm-hmm. like we're all human beings, you know, yeah. like at the end of the day, everybody's got to brush their teeth and put on their pants and, you know, yeah. battle the, the every day, no matter what it is and totally. not putting them on this pedestal, like you're special. Yeah. When well, it <laughs> creates this like sense of anxiety, I think in a lot of people and makes them feel like they're not good enough. And, you know, all these things that hold us back from kind of achieving our dreams or at least going after them. And, you know, then, of course, like getting over the fear of failure, like all of those things kind of topple into each other. Love it. So I'm staring. I've been staring at this the whole time. Uh, You know, you know, the it makes sense. I mean, especially once you have a storefront, Mm -hmm. you know, it's smart from a business perspective. Like you've got a storefront. It's open. People are coming in there, you know, helping them shop for other things that are Mm -hmm. kind of in the same space i mean talk to me about your perspective on the whole cbd thing and as we stare at these uh they look like syringes though i'm like yeah (laughs) i know i wish the packaging was a little different it it does look like okay i'm at the doctor and like he just pulled that uh from under some drawer and i'm like whoa whoa hey doc you yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah, so CBD um, occurs in both hemp and cannabis. It's cannabidol. So it, it carries a lot of the same medical benefits as uh, medical cannabis um, without the psychoactive effects of getting you high. Um, so it's completely legal. Um, the brand that we carry is third-party tested to have no THC whatsoever, so it's not going to build up in somebody's system and show up on a drug test if that's a concern for them. Um, for me, from a business standpoint, I wanted products that people can take home with them that continue their experience of, you know, just less anxiety, uh, any kind of chronic pain relief, um, just things that really help. And Does, um, so are you a believer in the CBD as far yeah. as pain relief and things like that? I mean, I've, you know, again, only been reading. Yeah. Uh, you know, and a lot of, a lot of the, it, it's similar to floating that there's not been a ton of clinical research around it, Yeah, but we have a lot of anecdotal data that says, you know, it, 
it might be helpful with epilepsy. It might be helpful with chronic pain. Um, and I think it depends on the person uh, as far as, you know, how much they need and um, what amount will help them and how consistently they need to use it. But one of my staff members uses has started using CBD every day for her, her anxiety and has seen dramatically good results. Wow. Um, and just she's also noticed like little aches and pains that she was having kind of dissipating. So um, I have many clients who use it regularly. And then we have these syringes of the the oils that you would take on a daily basis. But it's just one single dose of it. Uh, and you can do that before a service, if you want to do it before a flow or before the Lucia light, whatever, um, just right. to kind of help settle this? your system down. Yeah. What's, um, how long after you take it do we, um, do you, I know it's not, you know, I think people like, cause you think about like when you drink a beer or, or whatever you do that you feel something, you know, like it's like, what's the, uh, general time period before you like feel the effects or how how instant is it supposed to be yeah so with the oil you're going to get uptake a lot quicker you're going to hold it under your tongue for about two to three minutes if you can um it doesn't some people don't mind the taste some people do so i'm not going to tell you that it tastes great okay um but cough syrup it is yeah but with the oils it gets into your system much faster you're going to feel something probably within the first 10 minutes uh with edibles you get a little less uptake um, so, you know, you lose a little bit in digestion and it takes about 45 minutes to kind of feel something from it. Hmm. All right. So you got to talk while I do this. Okay. Yeah. So he's, uh, <laughs> going to be talking like mumbled man through this whole thing. So I'm just supposed to keep it in. Hold yeah, it in. Just hold it in for like two to three minutes under your tongue. Uh, and you'll feel like it. It just kind of takes the edge off. It's pretty subtle, but I can always tell a difference. Um, the first few times I tried it, it was pretty dramatic difference. I think I maybe took a stronger dose than I needed. Um, stronger than this? He, actually, I think it was that one, so you're, <laughs> you're in for a treat. <laughs> oh, boy. Perfect. Am I going to get anything yeah. done the rest of the day? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not going to impair you. It might make, you know, if you're sleepy, you might get a little extra sleepy, but um, it, it generally doesn't impair me at all. Uh, it just kind of takes that level down, allows you to just kind of, I don't know. It kind of gives me a little bit more focus, but I think that's kind of taking away the anxiety. Right. Um, How popular is this? Pretty popular. Uh, it's probably our most purchased product in our store. CBD um, or these sh shots in particular? Probably. Well, I don't know. CBD is definitely our most sold uh, retail item. Mm -hmm. um, the syringes definitely are sold frequently because people like to do them just before their float or something like that. And they're not using them consistently, but we, we sell a lot of bottles of CBD. We have people who come in just for CBD. Um, I would like to plug real quick that if you're a veteran green roads, if you contact them <laughs> directly, we'll give you 50% off. Um, so you don't have to nice. come buy it from us. Uh, if you're in that situation, you can get a much better deal from them. How broadly aware are uh, available is CBD now in stores? Like, is it, well, now we have a, a CBD store <coughs> in downtown Greenville. 
So um, I haven't actually been yet, but they, I guess, have everything you could want. Uh, they have CBD that you can smoke. They have, you know, the vape cartridges. They have all those things. For us, we focus on more of the internal um, oils and that kind of thing. We also have sleep aids. Uh, so there's some that are paired with melatonin. Um, so if you're having trouble sleeping, that's a great option. They knock me out. So Melatonin knocks me out, but it gives me night terrors. I love, oh, yeah. I, it makes me tired. I love that if I've, I really have a hard time sleeping. But if I ever did, I would take melatonin a couple. I only did a few times, but it makes me night terrors. I'd be interested know. to see if it does that with the CBD. Just if mm-hmm. maybe that would take some of that away yeah. because I struggle with taking melatonin on its own. Um, I don't have nightmares, but I'll wake up like nauseated. Mm. Um, but when I do it with the CBD, I don't have that issue. Mm. So green roads is the brand. Yeah. They're out of Colorado. Um, and nice. yeah, they're a really nice, clean <clears throat> company. Um, they do CO2 extraction, which is kind of what you're looking for. And you always want to look for a broad spectrum CBD. What's the, um, I know you do a, f- a few other things at the spa. Yeah. Talk to me about, I've, I've always been fascinated. For s- I've had some bouts with anxiety in my adulthood. And whenever I had it, it was almost like, you know, I didn't feel like I could get enough air or oxygen. Mm-hmm. So I've always been fascinated by the oxygen bar concept. Yeah. Never done it. But, uh, but having had that experience where you don't feel like you're, breathing enough or something that's something that always like all right so talk to me about oxygen yeah so what we have is 95 percent pure oxygen it's fun because you've got four different aromas you can choose from so you can kind of do whatever scent you want um all of them are essentially like essential oil based aromas so you know there's nothing toxic in there um and you just kind of sit back, relax. We have recliners. You can have tea, snacks while you do it. But oxygen uh, and and doing that as a service is helpful for create. I mean, for um, focus, mental clarity, energy. Uh, it's also great for just kind of an overall sense of well-being. Um, back to what I said earlier, we kind of live in an industrialized world. And, you know, we've grown really fast as human beings and there's real upside to that. But the downside is we have less trees and we have less oxygen in the air because of it. So getting your oxygen levels up every now and again can just aid in kind of your overall well-being. Because how popular is that? It's pretty popular. I mean, people usually pair it with other services, but I have plenty of people that come in. Um, just to do oxygen. Like sometimes do a float and the oxygen or something. Yeah. 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 And it's part of like our drift away package and our spa day for two where it's like all four services are included. So what's so infrared. All right. Moving yeah. down the line here. Yeah. So the infrared sauna. Yep. Yeah. It's amazing. It's um. so it's got three different wavelengths in it near, mid and far. So the near waves are getting into your skin, helping with skin purification and clarification the mid waves are getting into your joints, helping with athletic recovery, chronic pain, um, any kind of wound healing, repair. Um, and then the far waves are getting into your core. So you're detoxing from the inside out. Uh, it's raising your cardiovascular system. So there's a significant calorie burn while you're in there. Um, so it can aid with weight loss in that way. And, you know, it just is super relaxing and 
I love our setup because you can watch Netflix or Hulu or listen to your own Pandora station while you're in there. So if you need a distraction from, <laughs> you know, you sweating buckets, right. um, you can. <laughs> yeah. I love it. How, how often do people do it? Um, so I have an unlimited membership and I have people that come in every day. Oh, wow. Um, and I wanted to make it super accessible because when I originally got it, the manufacturers um, suggested that we do like, I don't know, I think it was like a dollar fifteen per minute. Um, and I was like, that's that's just not as accessible as it needs to be for people who really want to use it. So yeah. I lowered those prices down. We have incredible like I tried to make our prices as affordable as possible where I can still keep my life my lights on um and i think it's really served us because you know people who maybe wouldn't pay fifty dollars for a 45 minutes on it will pay 35 dollars for it yeah um so it's been really great in that way um and yeah people use it every day for all different reasons i have people that use it for hyperthyroidism i have it people that use it for weight loss i have people that are using it for chronic pain um so I have a triathlete that comes in every day and uses it in her prep. So love it. Yeah. Is um, what's the future hold for Drift and Kelly? You know, <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm kind of focusing on my own content creation. Um, I want to start my own podcast just to kind of help share stories of people that I find interesting um, around. You know, and their experience with floating or with um, our Lucia light or something in our space. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of focusing on content creation at the moment. Um, I'm also, I don't know. I've, I've got some other business ideas and projects for me. I always kind of knew that a float center was kind of my launching pad. Yeah. Something that would give me stability and roots and access for myself. Um, because that just, it works for me. Yeah. Um, so I, I have other projects and ideas that I kind of want to do from here. I'm not sure if I'll open up other float centers or franchise or expand. I've had a lot of inquiries about it. Um, but you know, owning a float center and running a float center is very intricate and very difficult. And, um, there's just a lot to be handled and done and, I kind of want to expand into other businesses that maybe don't require so much maintenance. <laughs> ah, so, right. um, yeah. What's, um, how can people find you and the store and follow along with everything that's happening with you and drift? Yeah. So we're on social media at drift Greenville everywhere. Um, we mostly use, I mostly use Instagram and Facebook. Um, but we're kind of starting, I'm going to start dabbling in some other things. Um, but our website is driftgreenville.com, so you can find tons of information, FAQs about each of our services. Um, if you're interested in using it as a therapy, um, there's a whole page on that and kind of what we're offering there and how to get in touch with us. Excellent. Well, Kelly, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been great. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed today's podcast. It's been fascinating talking with Kelly and watching uh, the growth of Drift, both here in Greenville and across. I can't wait to get in and float. Um, 
I think I might feel a little relaxed from from the. Uh, I feel a little something. I don't know. It's mild. Yeah. I think I do feel a little like my mind's a little. I don't know, calmer than normal. Well, good. I don't have that twitch in my eye. You know, did yeah, you notice that I twitch stuff? Yeah, that went away. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was quick. Yeah, I know. I don't have to wear the eye patch anymore. Uh, but really enjoyed today's episode. I hope you did as too. Um, if you've got mental health uh, challenges, you know, there's just not enough true outlets out there beyond the hardcore medications and therapies. I think Kelly talked about some great points with that. I think you'll get some great value. Go check out Drift, uh, and we'll talk to you at the next episode. Have a great day.